Chapter 2, September 11th, 1777. Paoli. Call! Call! The roosters, always loud, sounded a bit more agitated today, thought Betsy Roberts as she turned over in bed. Maybe they were fighting again. Or in heat. Caw! Caw! A female rooster running away from a male one, possibly. No desire to get pregnant. Something that Betsy could understand. No desire to have sex, even. No, Betsy thought. That was not for her. She saw what that desire did to her sister, Connie, leading her to leave their small farm in the country in Paoli for the anonymous big city of Philadelphia, where she could fulfill her sexual desires in the most base way, selling her body to any dandy with a quid. Connie made a living, a good one from what Betsy had heard, but Betsy couldn't understand how Connie could do it. How could she let her body be used that way? No matter, Betsy thought, I still miss her. She's still my sister. The past two years were hard enough on Betsy, having to listen to her parents criticize and just about disown Connie. Teeny Roberts prayed every day that her daughter would give up her wicked ways and return. Orlin Roberts openly worried about how to hide the shame of her quote-unquote profession if she did. Caw, caw, the roosters crowed again. All right, all right, Betsy said as she threw the covers off her and swung her legs over the side of the bed. She put on the open lattice work shoes that she had made for herself so that her feet would stay as cool as they could on these hot Indian summer days. She slid a red gingham robe off the hook next to her bed and covered up her sleeping gown. Not that she wanted to. She was hot enough from the 80 plus degrees heat and humidity. Her father insisted on modesty at all times in the household. No bare arms, no bare legs showing. Betsy was a woman, he kept saying. She hadn't much felt like a woman most of the time. She had to do the men's work around the farm on top of the women's work that she was already doing since her brothers left with the 5th Pennsylvania Brigade, along with most of her male friends and classmates from Paoli, Malvern, and all over Chester County. She looked down at her hands, made rough from plowing, picking, and chopping, and wondered when this awful war would end. Not that she didn't think the cause was worthy, because she did. The Roberts were patriots, born and bred. Awful because people died and lives were disrupted. Awful because all of the patriots knew that their army didn't have the money, the training, and all too often the men that the invading British armies had. Awful because people couldn't be free in their own land and were ruled by a king and a queen who lived far away and who knew nothing of the lives that the people led. But all that was as it was. Complaining about it wasn't going to change a thing, especially her rough hands. So she opened an earthen crock on the wooden table by her bed and dipped out a small handful of the fat that they used to rub the cow's udders. She rubbed it on her rough hands before heading into the kitchen where the unmistakable smell of bacon was coming from. Good morning, Mother, Betsy said. She walked over to the hearth where the bacon fried on a skittle suspended over the open flame. That bacon looks as delicious as it smells, Betsy said. I know you need to eat a bit more hearty breakfast than oats and milk since you're doing your brother's work too, said Teeny. And it's a darn shame that you have to do it too, thought Teeny as she turned the bacon on the other side. Go on and sit down. This is almost ready, said Teeny. 
and the eggs are already done and keeping warm, she said, fanning herself with one hand as she pointed to the other skittle resting in the warming spot in the wall around the hearth. Betsy pulled her chair up, eagerly awaiting a full meal. Yes, her mom was right. More than a few times she felt faint when breakfast was only oats and cream. Luckily, some of their hogs had fattened up enough to become ham and bacon. They gave the boys all the grown hogs they had when they marched off with General Wayne. Betsy knew that they needed every scrap of food that they could find, so she didn't mind, but she also was happy to be able to eat some good pig meat again. Teeny piled Betsy's plate high with bacon, fried eggs, and powder biscuits. Hot as it was, Betsy ate every bit. Dad gone already, Betsy asked as she chewed another piece of bacon. As usual, said Teeny, he's out there harvesting the squash, since it's time to get them to the tavern. Good, said Betsy. Looks like we might have to make a trip over to the tavern tonight. The tavern was the Paoli Tavern, local gathering and drinking place for men in the area, soldiers, both British and Patriots, passing through, not at the same time, of course, and for a few women in Connie's profession or close to it. The tavern was one of the Roberts Farm's main customers, and it should have been, seeing how it was owned by Orland's brother, Norman. Norman bought as many of Orland's fresh vegetables and meats as they could get for use in their busy food service. He also bought the farm's barley and hops and used it to make the tavern's famous beer, as much of that hidden from British eyes as possible, because Norman didn't want to pay the dreaded tax. Well, I'd better get going, Betsy said as she jumped up and put the dishes in the earthen pan filled with water for soaking and washing. She went back in her bedroom, pulled on long work pants made out of rough homespun and a long sleeve shirt made out of slightly less rough and itchy material. She took off her nice cool lattice sandals and put on her rough leather work boots, the leather worn down to a nice patina from almost daily use. She ran back into the kitchen and filled a small jug with warm water. She poured just a bit into the saucer on her dresser, put a soft cloth in it, and wiped her face down. The refreshing, slightly warm water cleansed her face and opened her pores. She reveled in the soothing feeling of the warm water, and she looked forward to Saturday night when she would get her monthly bath. Most people thought she overdid it by bathing her whole body that often, washing away all of that protection from sickness, but she didn't think so. She liked the feel of the warm water sliding over and supporting her body. In a life now without many pleasures, with her sister and brothers gone, with her work tripled, soaking in a hot tub of water filled with lavender flowers, cinnamon sticks, and other herbs and flowers that were in bloom in the garden was one pleasure that she looked forward to. She shook her head, wiped the cloth on her hands, and grabbed a large brimmed straw hat off a hook by her bed. She walked to the dining area, gave her mother a kiss, and said, See you later tonight, Mom. Have a good day, said Teeny. Don't work too hard, Betsy. Teeny said, knowing all the while that Betsy would be working harder than a girl her age ought to.